Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension. A dimension of pressure. A dimension of coverage. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land. Two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man. Of help-side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. Gentlemen, you are now in the zone. I'm your host, Kevin Owens, joined as always by Mike Gould, coming live every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. from the Phone Pack Studios here in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Major, major sports news going on this this week, this weekend, today. Lots happening. We will also be joined uh, by Head Brewer. Scott Bixler of Wirebacher to talk a little bit more about the Imperial Pumpkin, because as you all know, the Great Pumpkin Face-Off is just six days away. Six days from now, we will be sitting, and we have our location, Primo's Hoagies South Street. Brand new, first Primo's with a bar. We will be there broadcasting live, giving you the Great Pumpkin Face-Off, and it should be a blast. Mike, how are we tonight? Good, Kev. I'd be a lot. I'm going to be a lot better if Baltimore can pull this game out. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Next week, next Saturday, special uh, special broadcast Saturday night, mm-hmm. live Primo South Street. Do Our it. buddy Tom from Palmyra, as you, the earlier listeners uh, may remember Tom. But um, you know, if you can come out, it's between Second and Third Street on South Second and Third on South Street. Beautiful place. Uh, the owner Teddy put a lot of money in. Six or seven flat screen TVs, sports bar, beautiful bar, all kinds of drinks. We're going to have the pumpkin face off. It's going to be a great time. Uh, hopefully some of the listeners can get out and check it out. Exactly. It's, it should be a good time. Now back to uh, something that, that woke us in the, in the dead of sleep last night. Now, this, this argument started between Mike and I in the early wee hours of the morning this morning. Uh, we, were, we were going back and forth. Because my initial reaction was one thing, and I knew Mike's was going to be the other, which is why I kind of instigated and texted him early. Now, the big question for Phillies fans, Shane Victorino hit the grand slam last night to put Boston into the World Series. Tell us your opinion on the matter. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not happy about it. What? Why? I, don't, well, I don't like the Red Sox, for one. Okay. I don't like the Cardinals either, but I like the, I like the Cardinals a little more than the Red Sox. Okay. And I, I get mad whenever I see ex-Philadelphia athletes doing that, things like that, because I remember when he did it for us against C.C. Sabathia at a Grand Slam, and I want him doing that for the Phillies. And I'm, I'm disappointed that the Phillies aren't in the playoffs. So to watch him relish in that moment kind of makes me a little bit upset because he's doing it for another team. Okay, I can see that. And at the same time, though, you have to – when you look back at because my initial reaction was good for him. Now, I liked it because I thought Shane was kind of the guy. He was a class act in Philly. It wasn't like he left on bad terms. It wasn't like he walked away and said, screw Philadelphia, I hate you, like uh, Scott Rowland or other people in the past have done. He walked away, and it was, it was a sad day. You, you knew it, the time had to come. It's like Charlie Manuel. You knew the time had to come. You knew his time was up. However, you still respect what he did, and you still root for him. Like I, yeah, that's, I, yeah, I don't root for him. But that's see, I do because of what he's done for the city. You just you think, look at it as as he's he's not doing it for us, so screw him. Yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, screw him. Screw everyone else who doesn't play for the Phillies. I'm mad the Phillies aren't in the playoffs. I don't want to see other ex Phillies prosper. I don't want to see. Like, like, do you want to see Jason Worth hitting a grand slam? See, Jason well, he left Worth on is, worse terms. Jason oh, yeah. Worth left on a ba- yeah, but bad know, terms. But really, who the hell is 
Shane Victorino. See, I like, and here's why. And they, and we talked about this that the second that he's the only player in postseason history to hit two con- grand slams, and the first one was where? Yes, for us. Yeah, Citizens Bank so Park. Now I could care less about him. But grow, growing a, a, a fake beard. <laughs> The Hawaiian, the, the Hawaiian, Hawaiian beard. Yeah, exactly. Get out of here. Now, that, that's why. That was one of the main reasons why I was so excited because he was, <laughs> it was a big deal, and we were there at that game, uh, seeing that ball. He hit it, it. It looked exactly the same, and that's why I'm watching that, and it looks, it looks the same coming off the bat. It looks the same. It goes in the same area. It's the same thing he did, verse. With the Phillies, off to Sebastian, that was one of the most memorable moments of my life. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, okay. let, I've let, had a let, lot. Let, I have a lot of those. Let me ask you a question. I said something else last week about being memorable. Yes. Go ahead. But let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Now, did Donovan McNabb leave on less than less than desirable terms? Yeah. You think he did? Yes. How? Because he, he got was... traded in the middle of the night on Easter. <laughs> I yeah, mean, but, how is that his fault? Yeah, but he was he was not he, he was what he did what he. What he said was was all the wrong things, and he still looked at himself like I'm the best ever to play here, which well, which well, well, you could argue about. Okay, and, and which he was an athlete, you have you have to say that. But I'm saying, did he leave on? Like, did he leave? He didn't leave to take more money. No, but people were didn't like him anymore. People didn't like him. They thought he was a failure. He was supposed okay, well, to be people, the man. Well, people also didn't like Shane Victorino because he couldn't run the bases. He was an idiot. Yeah. More people had – see, Shane Victorino won us a World Series. Donovan McNabb never won us a, a Super Bowl. Okay, fair. But he didn't, leave on, he didn't leave on undesirable terms. Now, would you be happy for Donovan McNabb if he went to the Redskins and won a Super Bowl? No. No, you wouldn't. Well, but, why not? Because I don't like Donovan McNabb. I was one of the people who did not like Donovan McNabb. I thought he was overplayed his hand. I thought he was, he was arrogant, thought too highly of himself, and acted like he went one – Six Super Bowls when he won zero, and that's what bothered me. If he was quiet, Victorino was a qui- was a quiet guy. Like he was not, he was not up in everyone's treehouse talking talking about how great he was. He just sat back and did his job day after day. That's why a guy like Victorino. Now you look at a guy like Worth, who was more person had a more of a personality and was more of a loudmouth. And Scott Rowan, yes, you you don't want you don't want Jason Worth to win a World Series because he kind of left. With a with a loud mouth, and he was talking, and then he bad mouthed, like Donovan bad, you know, he he always bad mouthed people, and I just don't like it. I mean, there's a there's, well, let, me, let me ask a question. Go ahead, Donovan McNabb. Now, now I know you didn't like him. Would you have liked to have him today? Yes. Right. Because he's better than anybody the Eagles have right now. Yeah. Much better. I I agree. I I agree. I mean, Nick, Nick Foles. Look like a JV quarterback today that got inserted into a varsity playoff game. Well, yeah, I mean, big, Nick Foles looked, yeah, he, he did, was he did, scared. He was terrified. Now, all this Chip Kelly's a genius stuff. Maybe Monty Kiffin's a defensive genius. Now, here's the thing: that I think they don't use Kev. They don't. They never throw the ball to tight ends. No. Under Andy Reid, the, the Eagles, the Phillies, the Eagles were the best screen team in football. We rarely run screens anymore. We have a dynamic back back out of the backfield, Shady McCoy. You know, you get him in. You know, you you get him on a slip screen. You get him in some open space in the flat. Couple blockers ahead of him. You know, that could be a thirty, forty yard gain. We we don't we don't we, we never throw the ball to tight ends. Deshaun Jackson is he's just you don't know he's in the game half the time. Well, it's just here's the <clears throat> Foles tonight. Like you said, he looked terrified, and that that people aren't talking about that. I'm listening, and they're saying, oh, maybe he's hurt. Maybe this, maybe hurt. that. He's not hurt. He was terrified. Ego and pride is hurt. It was the it was the Cowboys. It was this first Cowboys game, at, playing for the Eagles. They're playing for first place. Suddenly, it got real. Things got real real quick because he was going through. They they looked like they were kind of a. Uh, it's a rebuilding year. There's no expectations. You win, you're happy. He was going through that win. You know, if I win, I'm happy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take those chances because I don't really care. And he was successful with that. Here, he was timid. I mean, you saw yep. several times, and I could see it on the TV. And again, I'm not seeing what he's seeing, but I mean, he had receivers wide open, and he was too scared to throw because he didn't want to get picked. But, he didn't want to make a mistake in front of the crowd. By, by the way, Tony Romo is a pretty good quarterback. 
Correct. He catches a lot of flack in in um in Dallas for yeah, he catches a lot of flack in Dallas, but who's better, Tony Romo or Eli Manning? Right now. Right now? Probably Tony Romo right now. This whole season, he's been much better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he's a, he's a good quarterback. He he hits his guys, he hits his he hits his receivers in a place where they can still run. You you saw Nick Foles today throwing a lot of the of the uh the worm balls where guys are diving, no chance to uh, – no yak, as they like to say, yards after the catch. Mm-hmm. Guys are diving for balls. Um, you know, th- that that's part of what makes Peyton Manning and and Tom Brady and Drew Brees so good is they hit guys in stride and they just keep running. Like, I, I remember those old Cowboy teams with Michael Irvin. Trent Cole uh, – Trent Cole. Jesus. Trent Cole, where did that come from? He hasn't I- – yeah. I mean, he's done nothing. You get lost in his eyes. He's done nothing. He's, he does have great eyes, but he's done nothing this season, nothing. Uh, but Troy Aikman would just throw the ball across the middle, and I just remember Michael Irvin just catching in stride and running for another twenty-five yards. Yeah, where you don't see that with Eagles receivers. No, and you're you're right. There's uh there's definitely that's the that's the issue. There's no, and we talk about McNabb, and you talk about you know. Him being able to, to, to lead the receivers. I don't think McNabb was very accurate. I think Foles used to be accurate until today. I mean, look at the pass he threw, the wide open pass, Avant's wide open. I mean, I probably could have thrown him the pass. Kev, this just in. Elwood just tweeted us he's going into the tailgate soon, and he's on the line. We have a couple people on the line. Oh, geez. Let's get, uh, let's get Elwood in real quick. Let's get Elwood in real quick. Elwood. Elwood there. In turns, Elwood. All right, oh, here we go. There we El- go, Elwood. What? Oh, you go. there you go, Elwood. There he is. How are you, buddy? Oh, well, I found this quiet spot inside the building. Where I thought, oh, I think I can, uh, I think I can talk. It was so deafening outside. I thought they're never going to be able to hear me. It is pandemonium, and the roof is open. Yes. So, uh. Guys, awesome, awesome, awesome atmosphere. Oh, there was some little fat kid running down the street yelling, the Jets won, the Jets I, won. The I side. saw you tweeted that. Oh, my God, a little fat thing running down there in a little green. It was great. <laughs> but, uh, oh, this is so, the canal, so, actually. So, El, 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 give, dude, give us a little, wah, wah, give us a little. Give us a little bit about the uh, like what what's the what's, what's, what's the, the scenario? Scene? What's, it the is scene? what's the scene? Down down there? It is like what's going on? a sea of blue and white. Oh my gosh! People on top of people on top of people. It's like a big mass of people, and uh, awesome, awesome. It's everyone is so pumped. I mean, people are starting to just change right and left. They think luck may win this thing. The tailgate is amazing. Um, Blue Bear flowing like water around this place. There's going to be like a little thing for Peyton at the beginning, I guess. And everyone said to be nice. And, and you're going to be and, tip, and we're going to tip our little hats, and then it's going to get vicious. You know. Oh boy. I cannot El- wait to El- see Peyton get spanked. What, buddy? Are you excited? So, would you? I want to. I want you to be able to check in with us right well, around. I'll take my phone with me and I'll tweet some. But uh, you know, as the beer flows, the tweets may go down the hill. But that's okay. That's fine. That's all right. That's all right. That's fine. Get his I cannot wait. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. I've had my jersey on all day. What? What? Now, now, Elwood. Now, the Colts. Uh, Coming off a loss last week, um, you know how how do you think they rebound? How do you think how do you think luck rebounds? And do you think do you can, here's the big question: Can the Colts defense stop those receivers and weapons from the Broncos? Yes. Last week they had tunnel vision. It was all about this game this week. Nobody was paying any attention, and uh, they're going to be focused this week. That was just it was just too much of a distraction. Wow. Because um, I just think they just—it was insane. You have no idea the hype around this town about this game. Oh, That's awesome. my gosh! It's oh, jeez. Um, what was it? Well, let me check something real quick. Oh, I got to enter in my ticket. No, I'm entering in my ticket code here for the game. But um, well, they got this all electronicized. Lucas Oil is amazing. But I think what they need to do is um, the Colts just got to focus on what they need to do, and they need to um. Just not let all the distractions get in their way. Try to treat this like a normal, everyday game. And, you know, don't try to forget it's Peyton Manning, it's Indianapolis, you know, all that stuff. Just kind of focus on winning because this game has a lot of distractions. 
You know, I hear you. It, it's a circus. I mean, it, this is worse than the Super Bowl. But I think it's because <laughs> there's so much emotions right on the surface here because Peyton's coming home. You know, that's awesome. Well, Elwood, but, you, you enjoy. You enjoy Hold yourself. On, go if, back outside. Okay, what? You enjoy yourself. If you if you want, give us a call back when it's getting when it's getting real loud in there, so we can experience what's going on with Peyton's homecoming. Okay, well, I just finished right. my ticket stuff and I went back outside, so I'm gonna check out a little more of this, and I gotta get my butt in the seat. All right, all right, I would enjoy, enjoy the game. Hey, this I did amazing on my call for being drunk to skunk. Give me <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Luck <laughs> high five. <laughs> See you, See you, okay, bud. Awesome. So Elwood from Indiana checking in. The uh, excitement, the excitement factor yeah, is at an all time. That place seemed pretty loud. Yeah, that was definitely it. Was definitely a loud, exciting time going on right there. Uh, now we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We got uh, we're 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 awfully excited because as we know, we talked a little bit about it earlier. We have the good old Great Pumpkin Face Off coming up. Great Pumpkin Face Off tomorrow Saturday or tomorrow. Next Saturday, uh, October 26th, at Primo's South Street, right inside uh, Center City, Philadelphia. Come on out and check us out. We have a lot of good participants, a lot of good breweries. And joining us, uh, one of those breweries from Weyerbacher, uh, Scott Bixis. Scott, are you there? I'm here. How you doing? Scott, thank you so much for joining us tonight, talking a little bit about uh, Weyerbacher and the uh, Imperial Pumpkin. So, Scott... Yeah, no problem, man. Just uh, talking a little bit about uh, your kind of the start. How do you how did you even get into into brewing? Because I see so many people kind of start out with as uh, home brewers and then really got into it to where you're the the head the head brewer of a place like Weyerbacher, which is one of the best breweries out there. Yeah, I, I got into it through uh, home brewing, like everyone else. Um, you know, mostly uh, I work in other jobs in the beer industry first while I was homebrewing all the time, you know, working in the wholesale side, wholesale sales and retail sales and all that, uh, bartending, but, uh, kept, kept brewing and brewing and brewing at home. And, uh, finally got to the point where I decided to take a, a class like a, from, uh, Siebel Institute and then got into the American Brewers Guild mm-hmm. and, uh, took all the schooling and ended up at Weyerbacher, uh, about a year and a half ago, actually. That's awesome. That's just, and, and you know, great. That's great. So, you know, Scott, you have – Weyerbacher is is such a unique brewery because they they don't – it's not like they're overflowed with all these different beers that they're brewing. You look at Sam, a place like Sam Adams, they have like 62 beers and something yeah. like – Weyerbacher has, has a few, select few, but they're all very, very good. And especially we're talking a little bit about Imperial Pumpkin because that's what we're going to be sampling next week. Uh, Weyerbacher Imperial Imperial Pumpkin is is a lot of people rank that as the top beer, top pumpkin beer out there. How do you guys yeah. go about creating something, a product like that? Uh, well, I, you know, it's a it's a recipe that we've had for a while now. Um, we're pretty much sticking to it. You know, we, we make our adjustments year to year, but uh, basically decide what what it is we want in a beer. You know, and especially because we do, you know, that a lot of our beers are uh, big beers. Imperial mm-hmm. everything, you know. Yeah. So we definitely want with an imperial style, um, and then spiciness to match it. Um, yeah, it's we we do actually uh, do a lot of uh, one-off beers too. We don't do as many as uh, Sam Adams has probably, but we uh-huh. I think we're on part of twelve brand new beers this year as well. Oh so. wow, that's awesome. Uh, so Scott, yeah, you know, single single forty barrel batches and also. Scott, how long how long does it take to brew a batch like? Um... You know, I, I don't know much about it, but how long does it, the average brew take? On our on our system, which will be updated next year, but for currently, like, uh, pumpkin can take uh, one 40-barrel batch. takes us uh, approximately 11 to 12 hours. Oh, wow. Um, and we're brewing two or three of those in a day. I mean, some of it overlaps, but, you know, we start at 6 a.m., and we don't get out till 2.30 in the morning most of the time. Wow. So that's I mean, a, yeah, that's... there's a few of us, but... <laughs> Now, now, now you said you said two or three. Uh, I'm sorry, you said two or three barrels. Uh, Forty barrels. Forty shot, barrels. Basically. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. So this so, year we we made about a hundred batches of. Uh, wow. Got you. So now you're saying and, you, uh, you you start that 
you, that early in the morning and you don't get out until is that like a regular thing or is this during yeah that's during pretty much st- year round at this point it, you know when I started there it wasn't that uh, late but we've uh, increased production a lot over the last uh, year or so and uh, not the same that I'm working from six a.m. to two thirty in the morning yeah. but uh, over the over the course of the day yeah uh, wow. yeah we'll, we'll brew three batches a day now so. Now, how much does a batch usually, usually, uh, in terms of getting out and distributing, uh, there it's sold in four packs and cases. How much do you, does a batch usually mean in terms of cases? Um, I think a forty barrel batch is is uh, approximately five hundred cases. Let's say I think from around wow. there. Wow, that's um, a, that's so, insane. Yeah. Well, 40 barrels, if you think about it that way, is basically uh, 80 halves of beer. Wow. So you guys... Yeah, you, you, well, there's actually... We, we get a lot of loss on that because we put so much actual pumpkin into the beer. So that uh-huh. it gets absorbed into the pumpkin. We put uh, 10 pounds of pumpkin in for every barrel of beer. Really? Yeah. And we, we guys, definitely... As far as I know, we put more pumpkin in than any other brewery out there. So what do you guys do? Just cut it up just in the slices and, and just throw no, it in it, there? It, it, uh, we buy it pureed. Okay. Like a, pumpkin puree cans so oh, whoever's awesome. the newest guy basically or whoever had the most sleep the night before gets to open up <laughs> 60 cans per batch <laughs> and then carry them up the eight feet of the brew deck and dump them into the kettle so oh that's awesome see that's a, see brewing fascinates me because you know i've tried i've done some home brewing i've done a little bit but you know, in such a small scale to be able to do it on set with the equipment and, and everything like that. It's just, it's just so oh, yeah. such an experience, such a unique experience. And to kind of taste, I mean, my beer tasted terrible, but I mean, I'm Weyerbacher does not. So it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's unbelievable to kind of see the progress, the progress that's made and, and what actually goes into brewing. So yeah, it really, it's, uh, it's, it's really uh, impressive to, in like a, uh, all, still, still somewhat awe-inspiring all, all for me to be there. You know what I mean? As a home brewer, to be now working on this great system and at a really great company. That's awesome. And you know, the craft beer industry has really taken off, uh, which is what kind of allotted us the ability to do to do the pumpkin pumpkin beer tasting because we were so. I, I'm a big pumpkin beer guy because I just there's just so much out there now. But yeah. the, the, you guys are kind of at the top. But the craft beer industry has really taken off. How do you guys how do you guys compete with with so many options for people to try in pumpkin beer? I mean, it's just sticking to that recipe. Yeah, I mean, we won gold, you know, we won medals with it and it's uh it's one of our biggest sellers even though we only make it a few months out of the year. So, there's really no reason to change it at this point, you know. Everyone has their critiques on it, but how do you fight something that's, you know, selling the way it is and and is highly reviewed as it is we're, we definitely get you know we're number one or two at almost every review site so and that's and that really was all, a reason that, to change it it's so true and that's what we like i mean you guys do have a, a ton of pumpkin it's just a, it's it's awesome because when you look at weyerbacher when you hear about weyerbacher especially all your brews it's just got it, it's got such that unique flavor and you guys just, it seems like you really put your heart and soul, and now you see you guys are, are brewing from 6 a.m. to 2.30 in the morning. You see why, where everything comes from. And, you know, coming up, we, we have the, the pump, Great Pumpkin Face-Off, and Shipyard's always kind of in that in the running of one of the top top pumpkin beers, Southern Tier with Pumpkin. Yep. Uh, you, just you know, Southern Tier, actually. You, you, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, what did you think? one in a while. I just opened up a Southern Tier a few minutes ago. Someone left the house. Did you really? There. There you go. A, pu- a pumpkin? Yeah. yeah, hadn't had one in a few years, so that's what I tried out. But that's awesome. So you know, we we had uh we had Dustin from Southern Tier on last week talking talking a little bit about about it, and he says you know it's such a it's such a camaraderie amongst craft beer brewers because yeah. you don't really go through and you don't say it's not as much as a horrible competition as say you know McDonald's versus Burger King. It's more of a yeah. you have that such respect for the other competitor. Yeah, definitely. I actually just got back from the uh, Great American Beer Festival, and uh, mm-hmm. it's amazing out there. People are so willing to share information. Wow. Um, not like you know in other industries where everything's top secret. I mean, we're, you know, we tell people what we put into our beers and how we our processes and all, especially with uh, smaller breweries. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a huge thing. You know, we really try to encourage knowledge in the smaller breweries so that they don't make mistakes, so that in case someone's first uh, craft beer taste, 
is with a smaller brewery, they don't get turned off by something that, that didn't work out right. Yeah. So, Scott, you know, what, if you understand, what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Scott, what makes, what makes your pumpkin beer better than the others? <laughs> the uh, blood, sweat, and tears that go into it, I guess. <laughs> no, I think it's definitely process. I mean, beyond the fact, just the ingredients of, of putting all that pumpkin in there, you know, there's a lot of places that don't put any in. They call it pumpkin beer. It's more of just a pumpkin spice beer or a pumpkin pie uh-huh. beer, you know. Yeah. Um, we go that extra mile of putting in, you know, tons and tons of pumpkin. Uh, it's, uh, I think that definitely proves it. The, uh, you know, our grain bill, using the right malts to balance out the sweetness and the spiciness uh-huh. and, the, you know, just getting everything to a good balance. I think that's the important thing on every beer, really, you know. That's awesome. Now, and... Now, Scott, we have this competition coming up next weekend. Obviously, these other breweries are in there. Any, uh, any, any trash you want to talk to them? Kind of, <laughs> kind of get get the get the blood boiling a little bit. I wish I could. You know, uh, like you said, it, there's a lot of camaraderie, and and anyone that's uh, in that competition, I have respect for. So, I think it's, hey, yeah, it's going to be up to the judges. <laughs> Dustin said the same thing, and. Uh, Scott, I was drive I was actually driving home from the Poconos this morning and I I was I was very tempted to drive kinda down uh keep going down eighty and cut right through eastern uh eastern Pennsylvania just to kinda yeah. st- stop into Weyerbacher, but I had the baby in the car, the dog, the wife. I was no I just didn't, definitely it, babies, it, man. Yeah, it was, we, it was uh, I think it several times, so. <laughs> <laughs> But we would love to stop by one time, uh, you know, Pick your guys' brain a little more because this is just fascinating to us and big craft beer fans, and we really appreciate your time. Yeah, that would be great. Anytime. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Thanks a lot, Scott. Thank you, guys. Scott Bixler, the head brewer of uh, Weyerbacher, joining us on the Matchup Zone tonight, talking a little bit about Imperial Pumpkin and uh, what really goes into it. And that's just that's interesting to see how how much these brewer how much of these breweries are actually putting into it in terms of time. I mean, most businesses yeah. are closed at a certain time. These guys, 6 o'clock to yep. 2.30 in the morning. One thing I noticed a lot about the the pumpkin beers, Kev, is mm-hmm. if you brought one over a couple of weeks ago to the studio, is they're very strong. They are. Um, as someone like me who doesn't drink a whole lot, uh-huh. I, I had one, and I felt a little tipsy. <laughs> uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest. Well, that's what's – and that's why we, we, you're going to have to be careful because we – that's why we're, you know, we're, we have, might have a, a a fun little game with uh, our our friends who are police officers, who are going to come in and uh, might might be administering breathalyzers to us to just see how powerful some of these beers are, because it's it's interesting to see. And a guy like me, that's why I like that imperial beer because it just it goes right to it goes right right to you. It doesn't it doesn't dwindle around like a like a small time beer. The, the imperials, those heavy beers, and that's why I just love. So much this time of year, because because they the beers really they get in yeah. there and they they, yeah. they really get the stouts and everything's real high alcohol content. Now now, now for Christmas time, and the, and the holidays, what what kind of beer now will the will the pumpkin well, beer still be out at those times? Or no, do they have pu- like a Christmas blend stuff what, like that. Yeah, Christmas. Well, it's funny because we have uh, we talked to a few breweries who were like, listen, we'd love 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 to be in the contest. We just don't have any pumpkin beer. We, we're out. We're out. Uh, Harpoon, Heavy Seas, uh, Dogfish, had they, a lot of them. They're out of the the pumpkin, and they just didn't have enough to just to to give us to do the contest. So, but everyone was like, next year, next year, and they they all said, listen, we'll send you. And Weyerbacher did this. Uh, Elysian, who's sending us their pumpkin beer, who's going to be in the contest. They're sending us some other stuff. Uh, there's a lot of companies who are sending us uh, winter beers because they said, we want you to try yeah. this, which is cool. So we might have to set something up like a little, maybe not as big as the Great Pumpkin Face-Off, but, you know, be able to sample a few of them in studio and, and talk about them because we have a lot of people who are, said they want to send us their sample winter beers. And that's fun. That's fun as well because that's, that's me all over the place. I love the, the fall and winter, my two favorite seasons and – the beers are are pretty much what make it that way. Yeah, I I love the whole. I love from Halloween on. Oh, ambiance. It's, it's great. It's just the the weather. It's a little bit more crisp. You, you you can smell. You go out. You know you. 
like me, I a little nip in the air. Yeah, a little nip in the air, and you get that smell of someone burning a fire. You know, having a you yeah, know, the fireplace is on. You smell that, and then you get some Halloween decorations. Then you get to the Christmas lights and the Thanksgiving and the whole. You walk into people's houses, and it smells like the the pumpkin spice Yankee candle. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's nothing better. There's nothing better than than the holiday season. It's re- it's so true, uh, and I think that's what everyone gets gets real excited for. It's my favorite time of year from September, like end of September, kind of in. And I well, like September. No, see, I don't like September because I don't like school. Well, no, the Labor Day, you know, Labor Day and the end of summer. Yeah. the end of summer. But once you once you kind of get through September into the early but, October. Like, but even now, like today is a nice day. Like tonight, it's going to be a little cool here in, oh, the- in Jersey and Cherry Hill. So you, you have the windows cracked. Um, I I don't like when it's hot in October. Like it's warm. Like last week, it was a little bit warm. I to, I, to, I, don't, I don't like that. Well, I can see I, I don't I don't really and we'll share this with the with the with the audience. Uh you know, we talked about you being a little warm. We're both we're, we both are similar in terms of we sweat profusely. Profu- I mean, Mike and I were doing workouts and I, I, I sweat. We were sweating more than the kids. Yeah, I sweat as if I'm doing like jumping jacks in the attic <laughs> in in the summer. And so Obviously, I knew this going in, so we walk into the studio tonight, and I take a look at Mike. I'm just like, "What? what what's going on? Like business casual today? Because he's wearing, <laughs> he's wearing a dress shirt with like mesh shorts. So I was like, okay, and, what? And dress socks. And dress socks. So I was kind of like, what? You know, I think we need to talk about this. Like, I, I think we need to talk about what's going on right well, here's now. The, here's the deal. I had a christening. My my cousin's christening today for a baby. So. You know, I got I had a pair, you know, nice pair of pants on. Dungarees. You know, no, no dungarees. Pants, slacks, if you will. Slacks, a nice, a fine player, slacks, pair of slacks. Um, and a you know button down shirt and shoes, the whole thing. And now the one problem I had was, I didn't, I you know, I didn't wear the tie. It was a little more casual, so I didn't have a tie on. Uh huh. But my top button, like, if it if I button it all the way up, it's very tight, like up to my neck. Uh huh. You know, under my chin. But if I leave it open, if I leave the first button unbuttoned, it shows a lot of chest hair. Yeah, a whole lot. <laughs> right. A whole lot. And I got made fun of in the christening that I was showing a lot of chest hair. You know, where's there's yeah, asking where's my uh, where's my necklace? You know, the the Guido necklace and all that kind of thing. So I just and then I felt my I felt I thought I had to button it up. So yeah. now for the rest of the day, I'm I'm walking around. Almost can't breathe. It's buttoned so high, um, but that's just the way. Uh, and I think you're actually going to tweet a picture out. I I am. I'm definitely going to tweet a picture out because it just it just caught me a little off guard. You? Yeah. I had to wear it. I was. I mean, it was just. I like looked and I was like Tony Manero from uh, Saturday Night Fever. So it was one of those things where I just it just caught me off guard, and so. We we had to take a picture. I said, "All right, Mike, I, I have to take a picture of this because you know it's it's good it's good stuff." It's, it's yeah. Did, did you hear the story earlier this week? And I, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't know like how much we could say of this. But did you hear the story earlier this week that there was a certain porn star that said she has encountered the biggest you know hoo ha hoo ha she's ever seen, and the biggest hoo ha she's ever seen was John Sally. Former Detroit Piston. Oh, really? The Spider. Yes. I didn't. I didn't see the story. Yes, it's on TMZ, so you know it's true because they they get sued. You know, yeah, like, exactly. If they put it on. It's 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 the real deal. Um, yeah. So John Sally, uh, apparently, um, wow, is uh, and you know well what? Endowed. That's. I don't know if it, you know that's that's pretty interesting. Well. First, let's get into why John Sal- what John Sally was doing with a porn star. See, well, I don't think why wouldn't he be with yeah, one? Yeah, I guess. See, John Sally can get any girl he wants. I feel like porn stars may, may P- porn I just, stars aren't, just, they want to be with celebrities too, though. Yeah, I'm just. I think I would be. I'm a little. You, you would be a little hesitant because of like disease and stuff. But I guess. Yeah, but you know what though, Kev? I think they get checked so much, like for for STDs and stuff like that, that. I I think you know. Are you taking another picture? Is that what's going on here? I see you with that with that grin on your face and the camera being held up here. No, I um I in order to tweet the picture out, I really I really have to focus. Like 
I'm yeah. not good on the phone. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. become an old man. I'm sitting there looking at it real closely, and so I was just trying to get it tweeted out. Um, it's out there. Yeah. So John Sally, God bless John Sally, ladies good for and John gentlemen. John Sally. And now, in, I, wonder and, how they, I wonder how they did that. I mean, who got that? How did they do that interview? Like, well, I mean, if you're doing an interview besides, with a porn star, besides from two feet away. <laughs> well, I guess if you're doing an interview with a porn star, you're not going to be asking like where she went to college. So it's like <laughs> right. it's more you're you're going to be talking. I was about to say, the tenant, speaking of the spider, it sounded like there's a spider crawling around our studio. But now we've figured out it was actually dog. <laughs> Several. Yeah, well, you know, never a dull moment. Sometimes it's bring your dog to work day. So you just got to bring the dog. By the way, El, Elwood's been t- tweeting us about beer. I mean, I think Elwood's three sheets of the win right now. Get ready for that game. By the way, that game tonight, we got to get into that a little bit. The Broncos Colts tonight. Yeah, it's, Elwood's all fired up for this game, and he should be. He should be. But if I were him, I'd pump the brakes a little bit because I think the whole thing with Ursay this week taking the shots at Manning. Yeah, there's I think be, Manning is coming out focused, and I think this is a two touchdown game for the for the Colts. I think. I mean, for the uh, Broncos. Yeah, I think I think Peyton's coming out firing. Uh, I don't see I don't see the Colts being able to handle what he's what he's throwing down, kind of like the porn star with John Howie. <laughs> I think he's going to be the porn star's going to have an easier time. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Hand on what and then what Peyton's going to throw at him tonight. Exactly because I think Peyton is just he's going to be focused. He's coming back. See, Peyton is not Nick Foles. Peyton's not going to be yeah. scared at and, all. Yeah, and he and he's coming in like he's focused. He knows he's coming home. So, you know, I'm sure he's going to get a nice reception. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll embrace the crowd a little bit. But as soon as you know, as soon as that kickoff comes, you know, he's going to be all business and ready to go. Yeah, I agree. I think he's. And you know everybody's talking about the everybody's talking about the Peyton Manning side of it. Like, there's a lot. What's of pre- Andrew Luck thinking? There's a lot of pressure on Andrew Luck. I mean, yeah. here, here Peyton Man- the, the the house that Manning built. He's coming back in your home. Yeah. You have you have you have seventy thousand Elwoods out there hammered, right? Like singing songs and there everyone's all fired up and yep. like you're our savior, Andrew Luck. This is your yeah, this is yeah. the most important game I think of his career this far. Uh, absolutely. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. And look, this this game will not make or break or define Andrew Luck's career. No, uh, you know if Peyton Manning wins this game by three touchdowns, Andrew Luck's still a great quarterback. Exactly, and he's still gonna be a great quarterback for the next ten years. Yeah, and it's not gonna be now, the last time the that Denver side, the Denver and Indianapolis right. play. And on either. the flip side, if the Colts win this by three touchdowns, then you're looking and going, wow. I mean, yeah, Andrew then Andrew Luck's, Luck's for real. And Andrew Luck's the real deal, and, and is Peyton, you know, and then you start looking. Well, are, are the Broncos really the favorites to win the to win the? Yeah, are they, are they starting to fade down? Is it is it slowly slowly starting to fade where Peyton because right. Peyton, his numbers have you know he started out real hot, and now his numbers have kind of slowly started to, to not, and not and I'm not saying dwindle in any yep. re- retrospect. I'm just saying. He's not putting up the crazy numbers he was putting up in the beginning. By, by beginning the way, of the I'm going to look at I'm going to look real quick at uh, Tom Brady's numbers because they were not good. What last night today? Today? No, they were not good today, um, and they on. weren't. They haven't really been good this this whole year. Let's see here. What's uh, Tom Brady? Tom Brady, where are you, Tom? Tom Tucker. Um, let me try to try to find this real quick. I don't know. He had, I think he had a decent day. I don't think he was. It was anything to write home about, especially when you lose to the Jets. That's never. That's I mean, never top a good performers. Thing. It says Geno Smith with 233 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Yeah, then that's then Tom Brady didn't really. He didn't really have. Anything when I looked, to write it was late about. in the game, and he had 127 yards. Now, wow. you know, does Peyton Manning ever have 127 yards? No. Does Drew Brees ever have 127 yards? And I and everyone's gonna say, well, he's not throwing anybody. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. But he apparently, but he was throwing the better people when they were five and zero, though. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just don't think. Look, Peyton, Tom Brady has three Super Bowl rings, and he's a great quarterback. Exactly. No one's gonna, de- no one's gonna deny that. But he's just not Peyton Manning. No, he's not. He he's does, not. He's, and, well, he's not as explosive. But he's. But the whole thing with oh well, he's got three rings. Well, put Peyton, give Peyton his defense. Yeah, that's true. And they win three Super Bowls. You know, he's got three rings. Yeah, but give give uh, give Tom Brady, Reggie Wayne, and Marvin Harrison as oh, opposed well, yeah, to but he has, well, Troy Branch. You know, the, yeah, but Deion Branch and Troy Brown. Troy Branch, yeah, Troy Branch. I try to 
yeah. really encapsulate and, both of them. And, uh, you know, he had Randy Moss, and he had Wes Welker. Look, he had some pretty good players, too. I mean, you know, he had some nice receivers. Yeah. He had some good receivers. So, he did. Um, but I just I, – And he had some good running backs. He had Corey Dillon the one year. He had uh, – Stop. Yeah, Corey Dillon, he had... Uh, Peyton Manning had Edger and James. He had... What was that? Yeah, I, my stomach. He had he had Corey Dillon and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, they had... Uh, ben, ben Jarvis, Jarvis Green Ellis. Nice the law back. firm. The law firm, yeah. And they had someone else who was a decent back. Here, here's the thing. I don't think New... I think Indianapolis's running backs would be good regardless of where they play. Edger and James would have been good regardless of where he played. But... You look at a guy like you look at Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, who's who's not obviously it's it's not he's not a young player anymore, but he's not the same player he was before. But if you put him anywhere else, he wouldn't have been as successful as he was in New England because a lot of people honed in on Tom Brady and he was able to kind of pound and ground yards, ground and pound out yards. You yeah, find, yeah, he was two twenty eight for uh, two hundred twenty eight yards and an interception tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, not 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 a typical Tom Brady day, but um, you know, look, this is the NFL. There's a lot of good players. The defenders get paid too. They're trying to stop you. Um, you know, Nick Foles. Um, I think we found a little bit about Nick Foles today. I mean, yeah. you, you go to Tampa Bay. You know, the Eagles haven't won a home game since last September 30th. Yeah, he won. He won at Tampa Bay last week. Um, yeah, you know, a little bit of less. You know, they were first of all they're zero and five. There's not as much pressure on you playing on on the road. Uh huh. This week you're playing the Cowboys, division opponent, first place on the line. You're at home playing in front of a raucous crowd, rowdy fans, and he uh, he laid an egg. Well, and here here's the thing. I mean, the the controversy now. I think it has to be over. But <laughs> now say whoa, now say Barkley goes in and and has a monster say Barkley went in and had a monster game. Like what that's what I was that's what I was wondering because if Barkley went in and just and just was unstoppable, what would what would that have done for for this whole situation in Philadelphia? Because everyone kinda has that same thought process that we both had and we texted each other when when it when it was going on, like what's going on with uh what would happen if Barkley came in and had a had a uh, what's that guy a Jonathan Moxon like like performance and suddenly he's the he's he's the kind of the next big thing kind of like Foles has had in the past then it becomes a whole new issue then then is are people like Barkley's gonna need to start over both of them it's, but you really Foles got exposed big time yeah. today like look you can have a bad game you you can have like today Tom Brady had a bad you know for him too he had two. Let's say let's say Foles had two hundred and twenty. I don't. What were Foles? What was Foles' number today? I, 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 I don't know, but I'm t- I'm I'm doubt he had over one hundred and fifty yards passing or a hundred yards yeah, I'm, passing. I'm gonna check real quick. He was um, he was pretty awful. Missed a touchdown pass. He was he was awful, and it's it's you know you can't give up after one game, but just the way that it happened. If he just had a bad game and got intercepted, I would be like, you know what, I'll live with it. But the fact that he didn't even throw the ball concerns me as a fan because that's that's you being scared. That's being scared to make a mistake. And you're you're a professional athlete. You can't be scared to make a mistake. How are these stats? <laughs> what are you looking at? I'm looking on ESPN, but I can't, I, it's, showing me, it's showing me yearly stats. I can't get it. Uh, how's it? What's his year? YTD stats? <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. Foles, no, who the hell knows? Who cares? who cares? He was horrible today. Well, did you see Marcus Vick, Michael's brother, again on Twitter, going nuts with this whole with this whole Twitter thing? Uh, he went and he went and talked about again, like saying, and the, you people, you know, saying these things about about Foles on Twitter, and saying like the Philadelphia fans are idiots because they thought Nick Foles look, was better than, than look, Michael. The bottom line is. None of the quarterbacks on the Eagles right now are good enough to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely, that, not. that's the bottom line. So, so you know, just just you know, take it for what it is. The, you know, the Eagles they may win they may win six or seven games this year. The quarter the quarterback that's going to be on this team when they turn when they're able to turn the defense around 
or the quarterback. He's not on this team yet. No, he's not. The, the quarterback of the future. I mean, Michael Vick's done. I think we're finding out a little bit about what Nick Foles can do. He, Nick Foles is going to be a type of, type of quarterback can win some games in this league. Um, he'll beat some lesser teams, but when it comes down to beating better teams with better defenses, I, I don't know if he can do it consistently enough. Um, Tony Romo can. Yeah. And guys like that, like uh, Ben Roethlisberger can still win some big games. You know, Drew Brees can win big games. There's a lot of the, you know there's seven there's six or seven quarterbacks or eight quarterbacks that can win big games. It's amazing, Kev, that there's not in the whole country or world, whatever you want to say. There's only about twelve guys who can play quarterback effectively in the national in the National Football League. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, Matt Schaub. I mean, his his career is. I, I mean, his confidence is just absolutely shaken to the core. Yeah, he is. I don't. I don't know. I've, it's a tough position to play. I couldn't ever imagine myself in that in that situation and and doing what these guys do. But at the same time, you know, you're getting paid millions of dollars, and you need to step up. Uh, I don't know. The quarterback position. It's they say it's the most important. It's Teams can get by without it, but I think in order to be a real contender, you need to have a, a top-flight quarterback. And like you said, only 12, 12 teams really have that, and the Eagles are not, not there yet, and I don't know if it's going to be happening anytime soon. So, you know, talking talking football, again, uh, let's uh, give a shout-out to our sponsors who uh, make this all possible. Obviously, Foam Pack, supplier of all Graco products, just a phone call away. 888-458-2928. Also, Integrated Play and Renee Shaw. If you're an athlete looking to transition into a career, go see Renee, 269-760-3857. And finally, Cross River Realty. Cross River Realty specializes in off-campus housing at Temple University. They are also a full-service real estate company located in Philadelphia. Check them out at crossriverrealty.com or give them a call, 267 460 Five seven three seven. Uh oh. Is this from? Is it, I think we have Don from Fairfax on the uh, line. Oh boy, it's that time again. Call in number three four seven two one five eight one two six. Follow us on Twitter at the match underscore up zone. Don, we got we got it going on. We got it going do I, on. The do Redskins. I hear the fight song? You hear? You do hear the fight song? Well, how I, we, you how, know, I just I just caught the end of that last couple of minutes. Um, I, I got it. I, well, I was kind of late. Uh, John, Sally, and me, and a couple guys were partying out on the West Coast, and I just got a, got a flight in here, and I just caught, you know, caught the end of the game. But, uh, That's an understandable excuse, Don. The the skins, uh, the skins look pretty good today. Got got a big win against. Uh, now, how early did Cutler go out in that game? Did you watch the game? No, I just saw about the last three or four minutes. Okay. I think Cutler went out in the second period, and okay. uh, the, on that last drive, I thought the Redskins looked really good. They looked as like an NFL team should look with with three minutes or, or, or well, about, I guess about three minutes on the clock. Um, and I think the whole thing is the, the question is: Is Jay Cutler a touchdown better than the the third string quarterback? But it's a win for the Redskins. Um, but how about my Cowboys? Uh, been with, twisting been with that them knife, <laughs> Twisting that knife. You're with them all season until they play the Redskins. <laughs> Jump and shift. Don's with them for 14 games a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that they, they, look, they look good. Their, their defense look. Their, I mean, obviously their defense was tremendous today. Yeah. Without the Marcus Ware. Yeah, without the Marcus Ware, they they just the, and. You know there there are were openings but not many and for a young quarterback it obviously was tough the the Cowboys did a good job of eating up uh, and they eat just taking I mean how many punts they but they methodically won methodically slowly took the game away from the Eagles and once they went up two touchdowns you're kind of thinking it's over especially well, with the way everyone two touchdowns been felt like four touchdowns because yeah. you just knew the Eagles they, they couldn't get the ball in the end zone no and you knew Barkley was coming in you're kind of like uh, it, sounded, it felt like a preseason game so I don't know Don we got the great pumpkin now, uh, face off no go ahead go ahead what do you got no, no, is that Saturday 
Yeah, the Great Pumpkin Face-Off next Saturday in uh, Primo's South Street in uh, Center City, Philadelphia. If you if you want to make that two-and-a-half-hour trek up from Fairfax County, Virginia, up to this way, feel free. We'd, we'd love to have you up here. Let me check the schedule. We have a Halloween party to go to Saturday night. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that might be the thing to do is go up and get all juiced up on pumpkin beer and then show up <laughs> at the just, Halloween party. And then just show up at the Halloween party. Dress up as a pumpkin. A bottle of pumpkin beer. <laughs> yeah, dress up like Weyerbacher. By the way, Andy, uh, I'm sorry, but Andy Reid seven and zero. That's insane. I mean, it's unbelievable. He, that's insane. He's a but good you know what? coach. Like, he hasn't really played anyone. I, you can only play who's on your schedule, and they won yeah. two wins last year, and they're seven and zero. That's true. They they haven't played anyone. They haven't played. They beat the Cowboys. That's yeah. A lot more than the Eagles have done. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to. I would like to, to debate with you, but you're you He's have a good me. coach. I mean, he is. He knows how to coach in the NFL. And Chip Kelly might hey. be there. And the people are the, the it's it's still out in Chip Kelly. Everyone knew it was going to be one of these years. And when your when your quarterback goes down, but you need see, like you said, you need to find that quarterback that's of the future. I don't think Barkley's going to be it. Foles definitely isn't it. Vic's not it. You need to get that quarterback if you really want to make this. Don, what's the talk in, in, in Washington about, uh, in the Washington area about Shanahan being on the hot seat? Like, if they lost today, being what's going on with him and RG3, um, is, is, he kind of, is he kind of fighting for his job in the next few weeks? I think, given the past history of the coaches in dc and they've been they've been through norv turner to um joe gibbs and, and yep, everybody yeah. else who and, yeah. and a lot of great nfl coaches came through and just didn't get it done and i i think the mm-hmm. same thing with shanahan and maybe dan snyder says okay shanahan's run is over but then they show up and norv turner had a few years in san diego where he was still an, an nfl coach and uh, marty schottenheimer Oh, Go ahead. Sorry. Thought, we, you guys have like a, a sound bite or something that when he, you mentioned the coach's name, the dog starts barking at When you mentioned the coach, we just is a barking we play, dog. We bark, bark <laughs> but I think if they lost today, I, I think Shanahan's probably in trouble. But I think another thing to watch in the D.C. area is with the Wizards, because Ted Leonsis, who owns the Wizards, also owns the uh, Capitals hockey team. And this is the, the fourth year for – Ernie Grunfeld and Randy Whitman, the GM and the coach for the Wizards. And Leonsis has come out and he said that in the past he was willing to, to lose because he was rebuilding. And he says this is the year where both contracts are up and we need to win. So I think there's a lot of pressure on those guys. And so far for the preseason, the Wizards don't seem to be lighting it up. I, I think they've uh, there's three games that they've lost that I know of out of maybe five that they played. So I think they're, there's trouble in paradise. They – Gave a five-year contract to John Wall, a five-year extension for eighty million yeah. bucks. And, Don, uh, yeah, who wins more games this year, the Sixers or the Wizards? The Wizards, but but not by many, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, we'll have I a few extra lottery balls in there for the Wiggins draft. Well, yeah, the Wizards always get a lottery pick, but they never win. And then this year, Otto <laughs> Porter from Georgetown that they drafted yeah. has got some injury. He hasn't been playing. Um, and, and I think their problem is in the in the front court. They don't have any size. They have uh, Nene. Is that how you pronounce yeah. his name? Yeah. Nene. 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 And, Nene. Yeah, and uh, Kevin Serapin. They're both six nine. But how do you deal with seven feet to seven one in the post? And yeah, I, I think that's a, a big piece that they're missing. And until they get oh. that. They're, they have a one with John Wall. Bradley Beal is scoring a bunch of points at the two. You, you, you know what they're really com- missing, Don? You know what they're really missing? Big names. What's and that? that's what you need. Big names. And that's what you need to win in the NBA. Well, yeah. You need superstars. John Wall yeah. is a good player. He's not a superstar. And unless they get, and, and uh, the Sixers too, unless teams get two superstars, you're not winning. Yeah. And, exactly. And, and, and they've had them over the years. I mean, we. I can remember watching playoff games and saying, oh, well, yeah. Unsel, uh, West Unsel doesn't count. Neither, neither, neither <laughs> no. does uh, Jordan. That little spell with <laughs> Jordan that doesn't count either. But I'll tell you what, he sold tickets. He, that place was That's packed. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think one of the highlights of my basketball 
life was I saw a game with Michael Jordan matched up against Kobe Bryant. It was obviously Michael Jordan's last season, but the way those two guys went after one another, it, it was it was just magic to be there. And, and just you could forget about the whole game. And I think the Wizards won it in overtime or close to the buzzer. But you just you forgot about the game. You just watched the matchup with those two guys, and it, it was something to behold. That's awesome. Well, Don, thanks again for checking in from Fairfax County. Great pumpkin face-off, and then the uh, Halloween Halloween party next weekend. We'll see you there, buddy. Okay, and we'll be with our man Elwood on this uh, on this Colts game at eight thirty. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Bring John, okay, bring talk John, to you guys later. Bring John Sally down. Thanks. Yeah, de- yeah. Tell John Sally. <laughs> I'll to send him in. over. All right, All right. Thanks. Have Don. a great week. Bye bye. Don from Fairfax. Yeah. He's happy. The Redskins. Big win for the Skins today. Yeah, he is. He has to be happy for the for the Skins, and DC sports in general. So. Hey, what what can you do? It's 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 an interesting it's an interesting dynamic going on right there right now. In DC, it's like who's the more pathetic? Who's more pathetic? The the Philadelphia or Washington right now? But they have the Capitals who are better than we are. I, I, I'm Flyers gonna, I, Flyers are I, one and Flyers eight. Phillies don't make the playoffs. The, play the Sixers are going to be hideous. The Eagles and the Eagles are just uh, blah. They yeah. they win a couple games here, lose a couple games, and. Right the, now, the only thing, the only thing, like the Eagles are still only one game out of which is only scary. one game out of the division, and they and now they, pe- they, they seem to play better in Washington. Well, I mean, now, I'm sorry, in Dallas. Well, now people are going to be excited for Vic actually coming back because Vic, right. it's like Vic almost set this up perfectly for himself. Like, go ahead, play against and, the Cowboys. And, and, I'm ruling myself out. You play against the Cowboys. You know what has to happen too next time, Kevin? When the Cowboys play the, the Giants. Less tweets from Marcus Vic. What? You have to root for the Giants. What? Oh, you man. have to root for the Giants. Now you have to. Now you have to root for the Skins and the Giants if you're Eagles fans. That's true. That's disgusting. It is. But, but who's? Yeah, but the, it's better than rooting for the Cowboys. I I agree. And ugh, it's gonna uh, whatever. I'm rooting for the Eagles. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it's it's a depressing time in Philadelphia sports. No one's really going anywhere. Although if the Sixers get do get the, enough ping pong balls and they can get Wiggins. And then they can they'll have another first round pick. They can get another big name. And but then yeah, what have, happens is you get a couple of big names, and then another big name already established, join. a free agent wants to come. Well, you think about their lineup. If they get part, if they get uh, Jabari Wiggins. Parker, if they get Wiggins, that sets them up because now it's Noel Wiggins, Wiggins, Michael Carter, Michael Williams. Carter Williams, so and you're going to young players. So now you might get a some you might get someone like a yeah who knows just throw a name out there like. Although I don't want Carmelo Anthony, but you might get a guy like a big name. That yeah, says, big you know name. What? I you like these what? young guys. I like these young guys. I'm going to come here and try to help these guys win, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, we'll, we'll, they'll be able to get it. They'll be able to get something going if they can if they can w- get Wiggins because they have Wiggins, they have Noel, uh, Michael Carter Williams. They have those young players. You get someone else, and that other first round yep. pick, you, you get a guy who's going to be a solid contributor. Did you see Wiggins got a hundred eighty million dollar Adidas contract? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Or, I mean, Jesus, this kid better be good. Yeah, he a they, lot of pressure. But here's the thing: I mean, the, the last person who there was this much hype around in terms of uh, an ex and a high school player was, was you? yeah was was me at Camden Cat. No, was was LeBron. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how he progresses, and I'm, I'm excited to see Kansas college basketball kicking off this week as well. Yep. Uh, join us and listen. We're we're wrapping up now. The great pumpkin. Listen, as they haven't been the hey, whole time. Hey, listen, ever, everybody, listen now. Hey, you guys, everyone, your ears shut off for the last fifty nine and a half minutes. Open them now and listen to this message. Hey, everyone, shut your faces <laughs> and listen. We have something important to say. Uh, again, the great pumpkin face off. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll we'll be putting the address up there for for the contest. Uh, the great pumpkin face off South Street Primos next Saturday night. Again, we're not going live Sunday. We will be going live Saturday night so we can. You know, we don't have to get up for work next day with our hangovers from a lot of pumpkin beer. Uh, join us Join us then. Again, Phone Pack, supplier of all Graco products. Just a phone call away, 888-458-2928. Thank our sponsor, Integrated Play. Uh, go see Renee Shaw for all your career needs, 269-760-3857. And Cross River Realty, who uh, specializes in off-campus housing at Temple University, 267-460-5737. Again, like to thank uh, the the squeaky wheel that's <laughs> going off our producers, our interns again for for another fabulous show. We will see you guys again next week. Great pumpkin face off Saturday night. Get ready; it's going to be a lot of fun. Come check us out. We'll be live.
See you until then. I got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Choose one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. Hold up. Hey. Somebody bring me back the money, please. 